Girlfriend, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Girlfriend's Chat with Angela Jordan Perry. This is a time where we just continue our conversation from an interview that I do with uh, one of the interviewees on Girlfriend's Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry. And so you can learn more about those and see the interviews that are um, that I've done on YouTube and on Facebook. So today I have Nakanda. Say hi, Nakanda. Hey, everybody. This is Nakanda Frank, aka Super Mom Helps. Uh, she was on episode uh, number seven, season two, episode seven, and just a great conversation that I had had. I've had um, with Nakanda. She and I. Uh, very good points that she spit out some great nuggets and you definitely 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 want to get over and listen to that interview you can find it again like i said on youtube and on facebook it is season two episode seven with nakonda frank and she is out of texas so one of the things that we do here on girlfriends chat is just two girlfriends we get together and we're chatting and basically is on a specific topic or a subject that the interview we spoke on in the interview and for our interview together Nakanda and I that we had she said something that I don't think anyone has mentioned at all on any of my interviews and over almost 130 that I've done no one has brought up this point and this is uh, what I'd like for you to expound more on Nakanda and dive in deeper and this is in regards to the real face of homeschooling versus the homeschooling that people portray, whether it's on Instagram, whether what they portray on blog posts, etc. this perfect looking of homeschooling. But you had a different take on it once you actually dove into homeschooling. So tell us, you know, what did you see? What was the epiphany that opened up your eyes? And what, how did those dynamics help you or help mold or shape your expectations? And then what your homeschooling actually looked like? Tell us, you know, just dive deeper into that with us, Anaconda. Okay. Well, it all, it all started um, during my first year of homeschool. And as I mentioned in the interview, I did a lot of research. And uh, of course, with homeschool research, there is a plethora of resources online. And you don't know what to look at, you don't know what's gonna work, you know, there's just like an overabundance of information. So I think ultimately it boiled down to me, um, confessions of a homeschooler. I think I I followed her online and I used a lot of the tips that she gave about how she homeschooled her own children. And the reason I decided to sort of mimic our homeschooling after what she did is because she was one of the few homeschoolers, veteran homeschoolers that I found um, who had multiple children. And at the time we had four children. I think she only had three, but I figured, you know, hey, you know, she's doing it with these three kids. I can do it with my four. Um, So I printed out the schedule, you know, and I made everything sort of coordinate she did her homeschool uh-huh. and um, it did not work for us. It did not work for us. At that time, we had a toddler. She did not have a toddler. Okay. Her kids were um, a little bit older than our kids. And so the learning dynamic was so different because you don't factor in the fact that at a certain age, your children are not ready to be independent workers. 
So she had her schedule out and she had the pictures online of how her children were working diligently and they were, you know, finishing one task and then they had to go put this sticker up on the calendar or whatever board and they go on to the next task and it just kind of rotated around. My children were not ready to be independent workers like that. So it was like kind of, uh, it was chaotic having to constantly remind them to put this sticker here. This means you're done. And just go to this box. And it did not work for us. So I was very frustrated because I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody is using, I think it was the work box system. I think that's what it was. And why are my kids not getting this? And why can't they do this? And it, I, it hit me about halfway into the school year that children are not, my children are not ready for that. They, they, they're not learning like that. They're just kind of going with the motions and they weren't really retaining any information. And I'm like, okay, we've got to do something different because after a while, it just seemed to them like a chore. And, you know, kids, of course, they don't really enjoy doing them. And I didn't want to see my children spiraling down uh, with their education because I, I'm an education advocate. I love learning. I love all things knowledge and wisdom. And I don't want my children to not like school, you know, especially with me being their teacher. Right. So um, it was at that point where I, I noticed that they were not liking school that I was like, hey, we've got to do something different. And that's when we started. I started changing things up a little bit. Wow, that's that's so good. And I think we have mentioned too in the interview where, you know, when you, it's always, always the case for anyone when it comes to social media, most of the time, probably 90% of the time that we're going to put our best face forward. We're going to right. put our best day out on Instagram. We're going to put the right. best pictures out on Instagram. And so even if all hell is breaking loose in our home and our life and in <laughs> our minds, and we don't normally put that out on Facebook. And so the onlookers always get a, a misconstrued view and idea of homeschooling and then easily become discouraged when they are not able to, you know, have that same look or have that same, you know, presentation to share with the world. Because, <laughs> uh, right, right. you know, and I think you mentioned that too, that, you know, that what you were seeing was not happening in your home. Because, right, exactly. Hey, what something. And so that's an easy and quick and easy way to be discouraged when it's not like that. So basically you took the reins and you did what you created. I mean, what, what ended up being the thing that you walked away and said, I need to do this for my family, not look at, right. break us, break that down to us, uh, Nakonda. I think uh, ultimately, what and, and as you were speaking that I was brought to um, the point where I really had to restructure the way we homeschool because uh, like I mentioned in the interview my husband works shift work and he's been doing that since we started homeschooling so one thing that I took away from confessions of a homeschooler website was at the end of the day after everybody was in bed and had dinner she would go through and you know look over their work and put everything in their work boxes and you know work at night well when my husband was home that was kind of our time because he was getting up very very early the next morning so it was like do I sacrifice time planning for the next day with homeschool or do I you know spend time with my husband and um you know and 
when he worked at night, he was asleep during the daytime. So we were not able to be loud or as vocal as we would normally be when he was um, away, you know, at, at work. Mm-hmm. So I really had to just sit down and restructure according to his schedule. And um, all, at the same time, I had to restructure how uh, our children learn. So if I knew one daughter may not be strong with math on her own, I knew I had to, you know, schedule more time with this one instead mm-hmm. of letting her do worksheets and workbooks all the time. And I attempted to do a lot of videos like on YouTube and Khan Academy that year because she used a lot of videos and, uh, you know, subscription services and stuff. And my kids, like they liked it for maybe a week or so, but after a while it got old. Mm -hmm. So I knew then like, she's not, um, she's not showing us what this is really looking like because I'm doing everything (laughs) that she's showing us. I'm downloading all of her stuff and it's not working. So Mm -hmm. I really just had to sit down and, um, look at, like I said, my husband's schedule and the way my children were really, really learning and retaining the information. And I just scheduled and did a routine around that. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing too is that, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying this because I've been a veteran homeschooler or is this common sense, but at some point you got to trust your gut. Right. You're absolutely right. Right. And as a new homeschooler, it's like, I didn't know what to do, what to, you know, what curriculum to choose. So I'm solely homeschooling off of the advice of other women or other families that I think are doing it the way I would think is right. But ultimately I should have really just trusted my gut, which is what I ended up doing um, and saying that that's not, we're not the same family. We don't live in the same area. She didn't have as many kids as us. Her husband doesn't work the same as us. So I can't do that. So yeah, Yeah. definitely trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And personalities are different and the way that may be her thing and stickers, not your thing. me, I don't care about a sticker. So I'm not, you know, I mean, I wouldn't care about them. And I think, this is another part to it too. Your energy of who you are is going to help create and mold your homeschooling. So if I'm not really into stickers, I don't have the energy behind stickers. It's definitely, it's not going to probably work for my family because that's not the energy right. that I move with. Right. So you got to, right, right. you just got to trust your gut. And if you, let's segue into this, although I do want to give you time to speak about your books, let's segue into your coaching because when it comes to coaching, are you helping them to discover themselves, trust their gut? I mean, what is the coaching like? Or are you saying do A, B, C, D, and E, F, G? Now go do what I just told you to do and make it happen. What, what therefore does coaching look like and how does that come into play when you are talking about authentic homeschooling for that family versus, right. you know, this beautiful picture perfect homeschooling that is seen out on social media? Yeah, I I definitely believe that the way that I coach sort of sets me apart from how many other uh, homeschool coaches and consultants uh, do their thing mm-hmm. um, because of what I've been through and how I've learned over the years. So I take the approach and I always say that I have unbiased consulting. So I'm not going to I'm not going to recommend anything. I'm not going to tell you to follow a strategic 
list of uh, like a checklist of doing things because I want to teach my clients to sit down, take a step back, look at your family dynamic, mm -hmm. figure out how your children learn, figure out your daily routine. You know, if, I mean, even down to your time of the month for women, like if you know this week is going to be crazy for you, don't schedule field trips that week because it's going to add on to your stress. You know, it's mm -hmm. that kind of real life happenings that I want to make my clients aware of and let them know that, hey, what you're seeing is not is not going to happen. Like, don't don't set yourself up to be disappointed, because when you do that, you fall really, really hard. And for some people, they don't want to get back up. They just want to send them back to public school. That's true. Yep. 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 Very good. I'm going to, you can see in the show notes, all of the information and contact information for Naconda Frank. And um, I hope you all walk away with, you know, thinking, yeah, although the pictures on all the social media about homeschooling, the perfect looking school room and the desks and the books are just oh, yeah. so, and the pictures are up and the kids are all neat and clean. <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the beautifulness that you can find when it comes to what we see on social media as homeschooling. You know, a lot of times that's not real life. That's just, right. that's just what is presented to us. And so we need to not feel like we need to measure up to that because mm -hmm. normally we just don't. So if anything, I hope you all walk away with that, the real face of homeschooling versus what we really see on social media. Uh, so I want to give you a time, uh, Nakanda, that was really good. Thanks for sharing that insight and um, the encouragement for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your book, um, your book, Confessions of a Depressed Homeschool Mom. You're about to uh, rewrite or add some other portions in there, come out with a new edition of that. Uh, share with us a little bit about that. You also talked about it on, on the interview, but I also want to make sure you give voice and a shout out to it here as well. Okay. Well, this is uh, Confessions of a Depressed Homeschool Mom. It's the first book that I have written and published. And um, I wanted to share with the world what I have gone through as not only a mom, but as a homeschooling mom. Um, I believe that in the homeschool community, there's, like you said, there's just this picture perfect view of homeschooling, like all the moms and parents, they have everything organized and everything is just picture perfect. You know, meals are planned out. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks amazing and they're clean. And, you know, your children are all geniuses and mom is, you know, perfect, doesn't need any help. She's, she's organized, you know, but that's not true. And that is not my story. Um, because so many people see that on the outside, from the outside looking in, they see me organized, my children are well mannered, and you know, they just see the outside of everything. But I wanted to share that this is not the reality for everyone. It's not the reality for home educations. There are home educators who are struggling just as the same as you know parents who send their children to private school or homeschool like just because we are home educators does not put us on this pedestal we are real <laughs> we are regular humans and we go through things we suffer through things and i i am sharing um i got a lot i got some feedback about the title and um, it seems so depressing, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the, the cover, you know, it, it's raining on the window and, you know, it seems so depressing. 
But I want to remind those who are interested in reading the book, like I do talk about my struggle with depression. Um, and this week is really, it really hits home for me because this week is um, National Suicide Awareness Week. Mm. So I do actually share um, a part of my testimony where I did contemplate uh, committing suicide at a point in my life. Mm. Um, and, you know, that was before we started home educating our children. But I, I also want to remind those who are interested in reading the book that that's not the end of my story. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the book as well. I'm sharing how I'm conquering depression and anxiety because I still go through it today, not as deep or as dark of a hole as I was in in the past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I chose to continue. I chose life. I chose my family. And even though I'm still struggling with it, um, my story's not over yet. I'm still conquering it. And I just want to encourage other people that they can conquer it as well. So with the re-release of the book, I, after I published it, I left out so much and because I was afraid of how people would view me and just the light that's placed, the stigma that's placed on depression and anxiety. You know, people look at you a certain way, they look at you a little bit differently. But um, I want to add more to the book about my story um, because I know those dark parts of my testimony are dark, but for some people it can be encouraging to know that, hey, I'm not the only one that's going through this. This, this lady is she's doing the same thing I'm doing. And that's what I, I ultimately I want to help people and let them know that you're not the only one that's going through that. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. That sounds very good. And um, oh, definitely a book that we need to get connected with and read. And if this resonates with you, after you read the book, be sure to connect, you know, reach out to Nakanda. And it is a very yeah. silent, very silent and dark thing that people just keep to themselves when you're walking through that. Yeah. I know I went through depression very heavy in 2017, very, very heavy. No one in the world knew because I still had to function, I had to still meet with people, I had to still have do my job and you still function through it. And it's just a silent right. darkness. It's, and it's just, mm-hmm. and I think it's just so sad because it's so silent and so private. That's the word I'm looking for. It's so private. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So thank you, Nakanda, for being vulnerable and sharing that and even putting that out to the world that it could encourage someone else along their journey. And your story oh, is yeah. not over yet. So that's, that's beautiful. I love when you said that it's not over yet. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. It's very hopeful. Thank you. So um, yeah, girlfriends, thanks for joining in. Thank you so much, so much for joining in girlfriends chat. And as I always end every show, you know, just remember that to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we not only touch a life, we shape the future through our efforts of homeschooling. So keep making a positive impact day after day and year after year and um, stay encouraged and stay focused and and stay in the realism of homeschooling and not (laughs) what we see and portray to us as a perfect homeschooling life because it really does not exist not for anyone (laughs) not for not one of us no longer no matter how short of a time you've been homeschooling or how long you've been homeschooling right Nakonda? right you're absolutely right just don't exist so all right (laughs) until next time peace everyone peace and love this is angela jordan perry with girlfriends chat with Angela Jordan Perry. Take care. Bye, Nakanda. Bye-bye. Thank you.